Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us at 3Q, New Mexico's premier business podcast. This morning, I am Pam Myers. And I'm Erica Yocum. Yay. And we are here with Marshall Martinez. Marshall is the executive director of, the, of Equality New Mexico. And we're here. We brought him on today to talk about the 30th anniversary gala that EQM is having on September the 30th to help serve, to help raise funds um, for all of the wonderful work that EQM is doing. And, uh, and I have to give just a shout out for a couple of things. And you're going to add to this, I'm sure, Marshall. But the reason why it is so important for people to come and support, whether they attend or not, support EQM just this year you have you have what we've done that you've passed the help pass the gender affirming health care bill um the uh there's a bill there was a bill out for uh protecting students in the education system um there were over 500 bills passed against the lgbtq community if i can speak correctly against our LGBTQIA community in the United States. 500 bills passed against to suppress our community and you spend majority of your time trying to fight all that. So thank you for all that you do. Absolutely, thank you so much. And thank you for having me this morning. So talk about the gala, what's, what's planned, what's gonna happen? Yeah, I'm very excited. So this is our 30th anniversary gala. Um, and so, uh, first of all, I just think it's, it is momentous and I'm so honored to be the executive director of this organization when we celebrate 30 years. Um, and for a lot of folks like, you know, and, and we're going to do some of this with some of the activities, um, that we have planned for the gala, but for many folks to think about where they were 30 years ago when this organization started and where we were as a state and where we were as a community. Right. Um, and we have obviously phenomenal um, legacy activists and donors and board members who were around and active in the fight. Um, I'm also really uh, excited and think it's fun to just share that the vast majority of my staff wasn't alive yet 30 yeah. years ago, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, Equality New Mexico, which was founded under a different name, the Coalition for Gay and Lesbian Rights um, in New Mexico, uh, was started in a time when people were still dying in droves mm -hmm. of the AIDS epidemic, right? Um, and at a time when a handful of states had passed non-discrimination protections for the queer and trans community, um, but most states had not. Uh, New Mexico passed them 10 years after this organization was founded. Um, and so we have this opportunity right now um, as you referenced, Pam, between protections for gender affirming health care, uh, new non-discrimination protections that extend to schools and community centers, making it easier to change your name for trans and non-binary folks. We, uh, we have established New Mexico on paper, you know, in, in policy as the safest state in the country for LGBTQ people. Um, and this is a really great time to just stop and reflect on 30 years of work it took us to get here. Right. Um, right. And so the, the the gala that we have planned is 
first and foremost, a celebration of that, an opportunity for us to honor the work of folks 30 years ago. And we know that work was happening before there was an organization um, and folks who who made pretty significant contributions all along the last 30 years. And so first and foremost, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a really good time. Um, uh, Pam, you've been to a number of EQ&M events. We are not fans of the sit down at a table for a stuffy dinner and listen to people talk. That's not how we roll. No uh, plastic chicken, good. Okay. Exactly right. I get bored at things like that. And I don't like to have events where other people are bored. So, um, but you know, and so we get to have this really great opportunity. We'll be at Explora Museum, the hands-on <laughs> museum in Old Town Albuquerque. Um, and it's a, it's a moving event. There will be a, the, the normal, um, Explorer exhibits will be there, but also we're we're personalizing some of that stuff with EQ&M specific history. Um, and and as you walk through the museum, you'll also get to learn about the different stages of EQ&M's thirty years of work and activism. Um, there'll be a very short program. We're giving a handful of awards out. We're calling them Founders Awards to folks who really had a very significant impact on the movement over the last thirty years. We're sort of honoring the the beginning of the organization the middle period when we finally passed those non-discrimination laws which is what the organization was founded for um which was pivotal for us at that time to try to say like so now what right like what's next and so that sort of middle period and then we've really had a resurgence in this organization and this movement in the last handful of years um, and there are some folks who really played a part in reinvigorating what eqm is um, and what our relevance is and what our influence looks like. So we're honoring those sort of three um, three sets of folks with some awards. There'll be some music, some dancing, some really good food, lots of fun pictures, just an opportunity to celebrate and have a good time. And and, um, and of course, we are a nonprofit organization. And so we're gonna try to, our best to raise some money along that path, um, you know, and, and that is definitely a goal of the event as well. But at the end of the day, what we really want is to, honor the contributions of this community um, and to take a step back for a second and just live in joy and celebration. Um, and I think, you know, Pam, you and I have had conversations about resilience and what it means to be resilient. And I maintain that we are only able to be resilient because we stop to enjoy the victories and stop to celebrate the happy moments rather than always being focused on the fight that comes ahead. And we're gonna refocus on the fight, but we're gonna take a night off and have a good time first. <laughs> okay, I wanna, I wanna circle back to something that you said about on paper, we're the state, one of the safest states or the safest state in the, um, and I wanna say for, first off kudos, cause that's a, that's a huge claim to make that's a huge for the state to say that the, and and I know that being at events in the community and that type of thing I've seen it I'll, I'll never forget you know the first time we did it um, at the um, with the soccer team and how welcome all of our out-of-state friends that were coming in and were they were shocked at how they could walk around freely in the in the stadium and be totally accepted and you know New Mexico was shooting off the rainbow colors and, and and that type of stuff that was really awesome to see but so what does on paper that seemed like that was a little bit of a but clarification yeah yeah absolutely and thank you for asking that erica you know i mean i 
Listen, I have I am a queer Chicano feminist from southern New Mexico. Um, I grew up in a small conservative community, right? And I know what it means to say yeah. this is true in policy and to know that not everybody lives that reality, right? The, a huge portion of my political history um, of my career was working in abortion access politics. Abortion was technically legal in all 50 states until a few years ago. Legal and accessible in practice are two different things, right? We know so many people couldn't access the healthcare that they needed, even though it was legal at the time. And so I'm really clear in saying, what we know is that on paper, it is against the law in New Mexico to discriminate when you're hiring and firing people, when you're renting out apartments and providing housing, right? When you're a teacher in the classroom, when you work at a public library, you cannot discriminate against the people who come to check out books or the trans student in your classroom. That is true. And that is true um, in New Mexico and only a handful of other states, right? No matter what of our 33 counties you live in, the local government um, and local healthcare institutions cannot prosecute you or persecute you for accessing gender affirming care, right? Mm -hmm. We do not allow local communities to restrict access to life-saving, suicide-preventing, gender-affirming healthcare. Those things are true on paper, and we, along with our partner organizations, will go to court every day if we have to defend those things. That does not mean that the young queer person living in Clovis, New Mexico, living right. in rural Raton, gets to live a safe life. And so I make that distinction mm -hmm. because we can legislate against discrimination, we can legislate against bullying, we can legislate against all of these barriers, but we can't change the attitudes and behaviors of people in communities across the state. And so I like to just really honor and be clear with folks, what we're saying is we have the best laws in the country. And that doesn't mean life isn't still really hard for lots of queer and trans people around the state. And so we just don't wanna pretend like what we did was wave a magic wand and make everybody's life wonderful. Though and if I had the magic wand, I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you have a magic wand <laughs> somewhere in your in your world. <laughs> Only three or four trips to Harry Potter world. I may have one or two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that goes to um, my next question. I've I've heard folks say usually they're older folks who ha who who went through the fights to get the laws on the books, and now they're like. Yeah, what do we need organizations like this for? Because we've done all the work, right? Work well, it's a well, like you said, it, it's on paper, sure, but the the day to day boots on the ground, make sure that the representation is there, and that p kids understand that they have those rights and to stand with them and all of that. That is still an ongoing everyday battle, I imagine. And that it was a sorry, that was a statement, but so when somebody <laughs> says, "Oh, why bother?" Your yeah. answer would be. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, so first of all, what I what I what I say, um, and we say this about every step of the process, right? Um, we talk about election days. The vast majority of Americans think of election days as the end of something. We think of it as the beginning of something, mm -hmm. right? The hard work is governing. The you know the easy work is getting somebody elected. It's not that easy, but it's easier relatively sure. than, yeah. than the governing, right? And so passing the bill is hard work. But once the law is passed, it's the beginning, not the end. 
right? Because we passed a non-discrimination law and now we have to go across the state to 89 school districts, to 33 county governments, right? To untold number of municipal governments and say to them, we passed a law that says you cannot discriminate and now we're gonna teach you what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Now we wanna look at your local policies to be able to help you decide this is actually discriminatory, right? Or this is how to write a policy for your local school district that aligns with what the state values are, which is that, which are that of acceptance and affirmation, right? So the implementation piece is crucial and it's huge. The other thing that I'll just say um, is that uh, we say this all the time at EQM. There are no LGBTQ issues. We are a part of every single family, everywhere. We work in every single sector, all over the place, and we live in every single community. And so that means that healthcare access is an LGBTQ issue. That means that criminal justice reform is a queer and trans issue. Economic justice is an LGBTQ issue. Education policy has to include queer and trans people in it because we're in classrooms and we get arrested and we deserve access to health care and it's not just gender affirming health care i don't need gender affirming health care but like i still get sick right like i'm i still have had covid before right and so these are the types of things and so we say we need an organization and a movement and we'll need an organization and a movement until the whole world is really clear. If you don't start with queer and trans people at the table, then your policy is inherently homophobic. It is inherently transphobic. If we're not a part of writing the solution, then that solution never was for us to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's just gonna continue to oppress us. And so I just try to remind folks, like the work is always going to be ongoing as long as this world uh, doesn't see or doesn't act on the idea that we have to be at the center of everything, right? Because that's how we make sure that everyone really is treated with equity. Um, and we do that work with a with a racial justice lens. And so it can't be me at the center of everything. I'm a white presenting cisgender man. Pam has heard me say this before, right? Um, I'm not the demographic that is most likely to experience homeless homelessness. And so we need to find black and brown trans folks, give them leadership development training and skills, and then put them in the room to help develop housing policies. Um, That's my expertise, right? But there is somebody in our community who's an expert on that. And if we go and build a whole bunch of shelters without thinking about queer and trans people, guess what they are? They're exclusive shelters and they're still nowhere for us. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, Thank okay, you. So that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. And I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you are. So, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about taking a vacation and how you need it. You know, everybody needs a break, and sometimes it's a soul break, and sometimes it's a body break. And so, it sounds like this is going to be more of a soul break. That your gala, right? You get to like, you know, you you're, it's you get to just celebrate everything and all your accomplishments and and have a good time and yeah. and say a lot of thank yous and it sounds like it's going to be a it's going to be a rager I would yeah. Think. yeah yeah it absolutely <laughs> i think it absolutely is you know and it really is going to be for me a, a soul break and I'm, I'm super looking forward to it 
I mean, I'm relatively easy to please. So I get to wear a really cute, fashionable suit and I get to dance and I get to hug a bunch of people that I care deeply about. Um, and that's enough to make me happy, right? Um, I really am, I mean, I'm a very easy date. I'll just be honest, I'm an easy date. Let me dress up, give me good music and a couple drinks, right? But I do think it, that's exactly what it is, is it is the opportunity for us to just really enjoy our community. And, and of course there will be allies and supporters there um, as well. But, you know, previous executive directors um, of the organization have sent in their RSVPs and are coming. Mm -hmm. and we, get to, we get to thank them for the hard work they did five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right? Um, donors and mentors. I mean, I personally am very excited because I, um, uh, don't want to talk about how old I am on the air, but um, I've been doing this for a very long time. And I started when I was very young and uh, I met two wonderful human beings when I, the first time I volunteered for Equality New Mexico, I volunteered one day and then I was hired the next day um, to, to be a community, community organizer. I had no idea what that meant. I just was a college student who needed a job and they offered it to me. And these two, um, these two gentlemen just took me under their wings, right? And I refer to them as my like original gay aunties, right? Todd and Robert, and they've been mentors and friends for a very long time in my life. And they're both going to be here for the gala, and it's this opportunity for me to thank them, right, with drinks and dancing and fun, because they were a part of making the organization what it is, and a part of making the movement what it is but also because they had an influence on me and they taught me how to be the person I am um, and gave me the opportunity to be the executive director in this moment. And so I'm I'm beside myself with excitement about this gala. <laughs> um, on the topic of vacations, the gala is Saturday, September 30th. Um, it ends at about nine o'clock and uh, on October 2nd at about 7.30 in the morning, I'm leaving town for a week long <laughs> vacation. Yay. Um, <laughs> yes, and it will be wonderful. And it'll be a body vacation. I'll be visiting family in southern New Mexico, and I'll probably never put on adult clothes, and I'll always have a cup of coffee in my hand and on a family member's patio. So, um, you know, so it'll be wonderful. Ew, adult clothes. I know, Ew. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so can people still, um, are sponsorships still available? Yes, they are. Um, absolutely. And so, you know, our website is eqnm.org. And uh, we have a 30th anniversary page on that website. Mm -hmm. um, and if you go to that 30 years page, the very first thing you'll see is information about all of the sponsorships and about the individual tickets. And um, because we're good fundraisers, about 15 different links that will take you to the same form so that you can purchase your tickets. Um, and so those sponsorships and tickets will be, uh, yep, that's it right there. Um, those sponsorships and tickets will be available right up until about noon on Thursday, September 28th. Um, and uh, and they're going pretty quick. Folks are, you know, I'm excited to say we've had quite a few sponsorships come in. Folks are starting to buy their individual tickets. Um, and so, uh, but the important thing is that, you know, because of the world that we live in right now, especially, uh, we have to take security really seriously. Yeah. We have to be really prepared. And so we are going to cut off ticket sales right about noon on the 28th so that we have a full 
two days to make sure the list is in order to vet that list. Um, and when you get to the door, if your name's not on the list, uh, you better have a really, really big check in your hand. <laughs> I might still, I might still let you in, but it better be will... like a true fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, but you know, that's the, it is sad that we have to live in this world, right? Um, that we have to live in a world where we need to vet the list, where we need to have security on hand. Um, but in order to protect ourselves and the folks in our community, we really are asking people to buy tickets in advance so that we can feel safe and comfortable in the space. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marshall, for coming on and having a conversation with us this morning. Uh, absolutely. Thank you both. Thanks so much for having me. I, I have such a great time when I'm with the two of you um, all the time, and I, I really enjoy it. And um, and thank you for acknowledging, especially, it's, it's so heartwarming to me to continuously see how many folks understand what a momentous occasion this is right for us to celebrate 30 years as an organization to think back on this history um and as i've been telling people like we're gonna rest we're gonna party we're gonna have a good time we're gonna go home and get a good night's sleep and we're gonna get up and start fighting again the next day um and and we're excited to do all of that but for right now i'm really just so grateful for the the huge outpouring of support and love and celebration around around this 30th anniversary. Well, you're, you're doing good work and, and it sounds like um, it's gonna be a huge party. I have an absolute blast. Please be safe, but absolutely, you know, tie one on and have a great time. And <laughs> we, we absolutely will. We absolutely will. We, uh, I will say, you know, this current staff and board of DQNM uh, there are a number of things we're really good at, but letting loose and enjoying each other's company is definitely near the top of that list. So <laughs> awesome. I always know we'll have a good time. Wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing everybody on uh, September the 30th. If you have not purchased a ticket already or you're interested in sponsorship, it's eqnm.org. We'll see you on September the 30th. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks. And see you next week.